Hey friends, this is Joe Barlow, and welcome to my podcast. I'm glad you joined me. On this podcast, my goal is that you would draw closer to the Father God, that you would know Jesus Christ, and that you would experience the power of the Holy Spirit here in this earth. God bless. So let's go back to uh, Proverbs 29:18. It says, "For where there is no no revelation, people cast off restraint." So, what is restraint for? Um, well, when you have a hope, you restrain things to make sure you go in that direction. Okay. So, I have a hope of Nancy being ready when I get home. At nine o'clock on Tuesday morning, I have a hope that Nancy will be ready to leave. Okay, and so I do. <laughs> I do everything in my power to make sure I restrain myself. I restrain myself to. <laughs> I'm not trying to date, but I restrain myself to be ready, and we all have to. But there's got to be a hope, and you restrain yourself according to the hope. So whatever your hope is, you, you work to bring things in line to make sure that that hope comes to pass. But if you don't have hope, then it says right here, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. So, um, you know, some of my kids, I forget which one of the kids, maybe it was Andrew, getting ready for the wedding or, or whoever, uh, they, you know, they're dieting and stuff before the wedding, you know, <laughs> want to look perfect on, on the big day, right? Well, you have a hope. And so you're holding on to the hope. And so you, you use restraint to, to guide you into that hope, okay? Um, so the power of focus is uh, interesting power because I don't know if you know this, but I, there is enough light in this room right now to cut this table in half. Right now there's enough light in this room to cut this table in half. But the reason it's not happening is because it's not focused, okay? So there is enormous power in us if we will desire strongly enough, define hope enough, okay? and. The reason we don't move forward towards things is because we don't want to. Okay? The reason we don't move forward towards things that would be good for us is because we don't want to. Now, I was at this um, uh, management skills training seminar at ServiceMaster. They allowed uh, people, managers from the nonprofit organizations to come and get this training for free. So I was at Christianity Today at the time, and they let the managers come in and get this training, three-day seminar with all the presidents, vice president, the chairman of the board, all of service master teaching all these, all these managers flew in from all over the country to take this. This one guy gets up, he's, or this one lady, she was the vice president, she gets up and says, I want you to write a list of all the things that you really want to do, but you never have time to do. Write it down. So we all wrote this list on this piece of paper. Then she said, now at the top of this page, I want you to write, I do not want to. 
So there we had all the list of the things we wanted to do. And she said, right down at the top, I do not want to. It's like, oh, dang. She said, because you've continued to make a decision to not do these things. You have continually made decisions to not do them. So you don't want to do them. So you have to face that. If you really wanted to do it, everybody's got the same amount of hours in the day. If you really wanted to do it, you would do it. Now, so what's the real problem then? Hope. I'm going to tell you, the problem is hope. Jesus said, or uh, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, Now abide these three, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Okay, however, one of the big three is hope. Hope is the clear definition of your future, how you want it to be. Hope is the clear definition of your future and how you want it to be. Okay? Now, when my father had uh, surgery, um, you know, they, they found he had pancreatic cancer. So they did a surgery on him. It's called the Whipple surgery. It's, it's a horrific surgery. And my father, so after they were done with the surgery, they said, he's cancer-free. Well, praise the Lord. But guess what they took out of him? Any hunger. He had nothing to desire food after that surgery. And he went from 230 pounds until he died at 95 pounds. So my dad literally died of starvation because he, he could not feed himself. He would not feed himself because he wasn't hungry. He couldn't get anything down. And, uh, and so he just went straight down. Okay. Um, now, why am I bringing that up? Because you will, you will die too if you don't get hungry. And Jesus gave you, or God gave you this power of hope. And it is a supernatural power. Hope is supernatural. Just like love and faith are supernatural, I want to tell you that hope is supernatural. And this is extraordinarily important. Extraordinarily important. Because you will not gather up the things in your life and move them all in one direction unless you have hope. If you have hope clarified and defined, then you will begin to move toward it. You'll begin to think, I want to go after this. Okay? But, well, and here's, here's uh, they say, if you want to ruin a man's vision, give him two of them. If you, want to give, if you want to ruin someone's vision, give him two of them. Give him two visions. Why? Because then you have division. You have less focus. You have, now your desires are divided. And now you don't know what to do. And this is why the scripture talks about in James chapter 1. It says, let the double-minded man think he will, not think he will receive anything from the Lord. So hope will help you to not be double-minded. Help will do, hope will do, help you uh, really get desirous. And I'm not talking about uh, lust, because lust would be a strong desire for something negative, okay, for the wrong thing, something that should be outside of your jurisdiction. That would be lust. 
something that you desire strongly that's outside of your your jurisdiction. But it's a it, it's a it's almost like a spiritual force behind it, you know, um, that lust. But however, we are to have strong desire for things. Uh, Peter was so zealous, you know, he pulled out his sword and cut that guy's ear off, you know. Uh, but it doesn't mean he was a good aim, because he probably wasn't aiming for his ear. <laughs> he was probably aiming to kill the guy, and he actually just caught, his, caught him on the ear. Um, but he was zealous, but it wasn't, he, he wasn't, it wasn't in the right, it wasn't going the right direction. He was zealous. The scripture says it's, it's not good to have zeal without knowledge. Okay, so zeal is in the same category as desire. It's on the same spectrum as desire. Paul was zealous. Do you know that God never had to tell Paul to move forward on anything? Paul lived his life with the with the, the accelerator pedal jammed to the floor. I mean, he just lived his entire life like that. You know, no matter what he's doing, he's got the pedal to the floor. And everything else, he's just steering. God never had to get Paul moving. He was already moving. He had, when, when Paul was, um, you know, some people say Paul was, he murdered Christians. Scripture never says that. He, 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 was, he was there dragging people out to take them to jail, you know, and that type of thing. Because breathing out murderous threats. Yes, but he never did. It, it, it never, scripture never says Paul killed anyone. Um, but, um, but he was zealous. And even when he was uh, rounding up Christians and taking them to prison, or taking them captive, he believed with all his heart he was doing God's will. Okay? The people who believe in Islam, they believe with all their heart they are doing God's will. And when they kill somebody, they are, I mean, that is their, they know that jihad is part of the Quran and they're, you know, they're going after it. You know, they want the, they're going after it with all their heart. We need to have, uh, the people in Germany, when they were there and they were like sheep, they were just following. Well, why? That's not who you are. Yes, the scripture calls us like sheep. But, if you can hear this, then I would call you to hear this. God wants to stir up desire in your heart so that you would begin to bring your life more into focus. As your life is more in focus, you begin to pursue less things with more strength. Okay? You bring your life into focus, you begin to pursue less things with more strength. Which literally means, if you choose one, that infers you're saying no to everyone else. When I said, yes, I do, to Nancy, okay, standing up at that altar, and I said, I do, and she said, I do, what we were literally saying right then is, I don't, to everyone else. You know, she's the only one, and that's it, period. The answer is no, 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 no. No. Everything else, no. Yes to Nancy. That's awesome. Okay? I think that's, that's wonderful. That has given us much strength. A lot of strength. Okay? Um, so, 
one yes is a million no's. So, and that's why you have restraint. It's like, okay, I do desire that. So I'm going to wait. You know, they have that little test where they give kids, they bring a kid into a room and they put like a, a, a marshmallow in front of them. They say, you can have that marshmallow right now. Or if you wait one minute, we'll give you two marshmallows. You know, or however the test goes. And uh, sometimes the kid just, <laughs> the first kid just slams it down, you know. I've seen pictures of it. Pretty funny. Uh, but if you, can, if you can delay the gratification in order to get something that's better, and if you have hope set before you, uh, then you can endure quite a bit. You could, you really have strength to go through. And then the picture of that is in Hebrews chapter 12, where it says, um, uh, therefore as God's uh, chosen people, oh, let's see, Hebrews 12, 1. What is that? Oh, Hebrews, Hebrews 12 or Peter? No, Hebrews 12. Let me go there real quick. Uh, I used to have it memorized. Yeah, it's there. But it says, um, Therefore, since we are surrounded, that's it, by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders. That right there. Throw off everything that hinders. That is a focusing verse. Throw off everything that hinders. The passion says, Also, we must let go of everything that has pierced us. Ooh, good. I like that. Yes. That next it says, And the sin that easily entangles us. So, so yeah, and then, so and let us run with perseverance. The race marked out for us. So there is a race. Believe me, in the spirit, there's already a race marked out for you. You just don't know it yet, or you may know it. But Ephesians chapter two verse ten says that you are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works that God has prepared in advance for you to do. So there is a race marked out for you. There are appointments set up for you. And if you will go ahead in the spirit, God can show them to you. So when Nancy and I first got married, we, had, we were living in an apartment down in Lyle. But the church was up in Glen Ellen. And, and uh, we were dry, you know, I was on the worship team, so I was driving up all the time. And um, uh, we decided to move closer, but we didn't know... What you know, and so we sat down. I said, Nancy, instead of us making a list of what we want, why don't we just ask the Lord what He has in store for us, and then uh, we'll know when we get it. So we made a list of um, we we wanted an apartment, uh, two bedrooms, uh, with a girl actually a townhome, part uh, townhome with two two bedrooms, a bathroom, a washer and dryer, and a, a, at least a one car garage, five minutes from church for $650. That's what we made the list. So we just sat down and we just sitting in bed, just writing our list. Let's just pray and see what we kind of feel like that we should have. We have five minutes from church. Yep. Uh, 650. That's where we're at. And, uh, two, yeah, two bedrooms, one car garage. We just named it all off. Well, so then this guy from church comes and says, Hey, I want to show you a place. And it was a two bedroom town home with one car garage, five, minutes from church but we didn't like the neighborhood so we said no it was for $650 and we said no and then he's like 
okay, well, you had your list. And uh, $650. And the thing we didn't put on the list was that we would like it. <laughs> that we would like it. <laughs> so, yeah. So we ended up taking the place. We ended up, and it, 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 Oh, yeah. And a little stick on Dear God. Oh, my parents the wall. Oh, it's terrible. Were they diamond shaped? Uh, no, they were all squares. Lost part of my thumb on one of those. Anyway. Uh, I did. It grew back, praise the Lord. Right there. Right there. Anyway. Um, that's foolishness, but that's all right. Um, but God gave us a vision. He showed us what it was. We went into our future effectively when we were praying and just looked and we could and we just drew back the bits of information we could do and we wrote them down and it matched what we what God had in store for us. Okay? And um, a lot of powerful things happened because we lived right in that spot. This other whole family came in and just got into our church and had the same kind of experience some of you have had. Come into the baptism of the Holy Spirit, all their kids. You know, the guy ended up getting a job at the church and just tremendous things. And they're lifelong friends now. Um, But that's because we took that one spot. So that was an Ephesians 2.10 appointment. But we got there because we wrote it down. We wrote the vision down ahead of time. Now in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2, it says, uh, write the vision and make it plain on tablets so that an herald may run with it. It says the vision awaits an appointed time, but though it linger, wait for it. That's in verse 3. But it says to write down the vision and make it plain. So Habakkuk said, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. Yeah. Habakkuk. Sure, please. I always say Habakkuk. The very end of the Old Testament, great name for me. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. Go ahead, Tiff. So, in one of the things that we had to do was we had to write down 100 dreams. Oh, my. 100 dreams. 100 dreams. Not, not dreams that you have at night, but just no. things. Desires. Desires. Yeah, and she had us go into, like, different ones. Like, there's big dreams, like, you know, end world hunger or uh, become the first female president. You know, like, big, big dreams. Give away a billion dollars. Right fun home. dreams. So things like swim with the dolphins or learn to walk a tightrope or just for fun. Uh, relational dreams. Be a great parent. Don't gossip. Goals. You know, you want to graduate get your master's or whatever, get married, spiritual ones, so overcoming fear, raise the dead, uh, things like that, financial, physical, legacy ones, professional ones, and travel ones. So those are some ideas. And so um, she said, I want you to write like the thing on, on a page and put them in a categories and then kind of just write them down, like what you're saying. And so I did this last year and I went in here at one point when we were moving, I was putting everything in the boxes and I kind of flipped through it really quick. And one of mine that I wrote was, my husband always said he wanted to have a sanctuary in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And obviously you guys see that had happened, right? Mm-hmm. But I forgot about it. And it was in here. And then I just pulled it out because Nancy's like, bring it out here. Sorry, I have this mint in my mouth. Um, 
And so I was just looking through it and I was like, oh my gosh. And you start to see, mm -hmm. there's like a whole bunch of them in here and you're supposed to write like the testimonies yes. down. So you keep the whole paper and everything, something happens, you write it down. But there was something, like one of them was like, take the kids on the cruise. I never even realized I wrote that down, but we did that last year. So I wrote that down and, um, you know, write a book or, you know, there's just all different ones in here that I wrote, but um, it was just interesting. And so uh, to go back and look back and to see all these things that I didn't even realize that I wrote down. Uh, they, I thought it was kind of cool. In the Old Testament, it says that God does nothing without first telling his servants, the prophets. Okay? It says God will do nothing unless he tells his servants, the prophets. It's in, uh, I don't know if it's in Amos or something like that. Amos. So, um, so anyway, God speaks these things ahead of time. So that's why, if you've heard of the Messianic prophecies, so there's, the Old Testament is full of words that all point to Jesus. All these little, ti little tiny phrases and words that all point to the birth and the coming of Jesus Christ and what he would do. And so when Jesus lived his life, he's, even when he went to get baptized by John, um, John's like, man, I should be baptized by you. And Jesus said, no, let's do it to fulfill all righteousness. In other words, let's do it to fulfill everything that's already been spoken. Let's fulfill God's plan and God's words that are spoken. So God is pouring out his word, but we've got to tune in to what is the vision. I, I knew today, I almost couldn't come because I'm working for my dad, but I knew today I was supposed to come here because I had such a burning word in my heart. And then I thought, well, maybe it's just me. I'm just making that. But then I sat down, and when we were worshiping, I wrote everything the Holy Spirit was out saying. Because I was, you know, I'm in school as well for. Oh, yeah. And we did the book of Acts. This reading was um, Acts like 18 through 26. So it was like Paul's missions, everything Paul's been. I mean, like, you yeah. said Paul just didn't have to be told, you know, the shipwrecking, the right. trying to clear his name before the Roman emperor and all that. But then I wrote, you, we were talking about, Nancy started to talk about uh, her chart. And then Seek First came up, and I had just written Seek First the Kingdom. So the Lord was impressing on me with this week with uh, the president having gone in and getting Baghdadi and, and him mm -hmm. murdering himself and, and children. And then he brought us to, to um, Proverbs, and it talked about the leadership. One of the verses you, we skipped over, but it was really impressing on me this whole week. So everything was coming to a head, and it was saying how, um, you said, well, there's no revelation, but then it talked about um, the, the king, the, the leaders. The, um, a king gives... By, by justice, a king gives a country stability. Yes. So as you were saying all this, and as I was praying and thinking all this, all I kept thinking is the reason I came here, the boldness that was on my heart to be bold, and that the vision is never even about us. We can focus on ourselves, and we can focus on, laser focus on getting our anxiety gone, and getting our, sure. and me, me, and me, and me, and, and I tend to start to go there when we talk about fixing ourselves and giving ourselves, you know, you know, getting better and immersing, immersing ourselves into, you know, fixing ourselves. But we're already fixed. We're already a new creation in Christ. The old is gone. And so I really feel like what God is trying to get us on his calendar, and he is, when he did speak, put us in this time, 
it was for such a time as this. And when God raised that bird from the dead in front of my eyes, not right. one but two, he said, now be about your father's business. And the devil keeps distracting me, like he's distracting all of us. He'll distract us with whatever it is, with the offense, your husband leaving you, your, your, a million things. But the number one thing he distracts us with is ourselves. Like, I'm hungry, I'm tired, I'm sick, I'm lonely, I'm afraid, I'm, I'm, I'm. And there's an agenda here that we are living in the last days, and God wants to raise up an army. Yes, Lord. And we have got to start to take our place in the kingdom. Like, he has chefs sitting back cooking for the soldiers on the front lines, but he has the soldiers on the front lines. Knowing our purpose on earth, is never about us. It's always about the kingdom, if we are in the kingdom. Because we've been called out. We have been called out of the world. The world hates you, remember, hated me first, for I have called you out of the world. I keep going over this in my heart, and I'm like, Lord, I feel so worldly. I feel like I'm more in the world than I've ever been, because my husband's gone, and I'm single. Right? But God keeps saying, why do you keep saying that about yourself? You are not that person. You are who I say you are. Your identity is hidden in Christ. Mm -hmm. And quit letting the devil trick you yeah. and make you think that you've taken 10 steps back. No, maybe my husband did. Maybe my kids have. That has nothing to do with my choices and my will and who I am. Like, they know the truth, right? We have to believe. We have to do what God has told us to do. So that distraction that she's talking about, when... When the devil presents you with an opportunity to do something other than what God's called you to do, if you don't have a strong desire to do what God called you to do, then it's going to be easy to be distracted. But if you have laser focus on, no, I'm going to go do this one thing. And, and no matter what he then presents to you as a second option, you say, no, no, I'm going to keep going. Now, there's these uh, gift or what do you call them, Strengths Finder test? Has anybody here taken the Strengths Finder mm -hmm. test? Okay. Well, you know, um, my number one is strategy. And then one of my top five is like belief and uh, communication, obviously, is like second or something like that. Um, but Danny, my son-in-law, his number one is focus. I'm like... I will pay for that. <laughs> you know, I will pay money. I will pay money just to have focus, you know, for, or hire somebody that has focus. Well, you know what? Praise the Lord. Glory Joy, who is Johnny's girlfriend, she produces my daily show for me, you know? So she's a, an employee of JBM. And um, her number one is focus. I'm like, oh God, thank you, thank you, thank you. And so I just, I, I said, listen, I said, just, I said, Glory Joy, keep me on track. I said, because she'll, she'll be sitting there trying to tell me something. And somebody walks in, hey, Pastor, can you do this? Yeah, you know this. And I get a phone call, a text, and this. And then I get an email, and then somebody else in the room is asking me something. Can you do this? And, and I said, Glory Joy, just tell me where I went. What, what am I supposed to be thinking right now? <laughs> get me back on track. And she does. She just keeps real patiently, just pull me right back where I need to go. And uh, same with this other girl who works for me. Her name's Rebecca. You know, she just she helps me with uh, these other projects within JBL. That's wrong. You're I, I tell you, I need it. I gotta have it. As a matter of fact, I told Nancy. I said I want to have fifteen hundred employees someday. I believe that fifteen hundred somehow. 
I don't know what they'll all be doing, but I want to be able to say to any person who doesn't have a job, come on, I got you. See me on Monday morning, we'll, we'll, 8 o'clock, we'll be there. And uh, get them in position. Uh, but anyway, I, I believe there's a lot of work to be done. But this thing about us knowing what we should desire, desiring it strongly. Now, and it says in Colossians chapter 3, to set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. Well, guess what? If the scripture says to set your affections, that means you can. Okay. Now, I, want, I just want to do a little something here. All right. Vicky has this um, bluish, uh, what was that, baby blue? Turquoise. Turquoise? Okay, thank you. So, she has a turquoise, what do you call that bottle? A uh, penguin, or uh, what? yeah, the, what's the name of that? It's, it's, oh, it says penguin on this side. So, anyway, so she has this penguin bottle for water or whatever. Um, wouldn't you love that? Now watch this. Watch this. Wouldn't you love that bottle? I mean, just to imagine that thing is so solid and sturdy. It's easy to clean, and it's. But I'm telling you, 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 it'll keep the water cold for like a day and a half, okay? Plus, if you wanted to put soup or something in there like that, or broth, you can keep that hot for a very long time. No problem. So wouldn't you, and let's say, let's say this thing was 29 bucks, $29, easy, no problem. It, you can also buy an extra little holder for it and all this stuff. And I start selling you on this and you keep listening, and I keep telling you more about this thing. It's like, okay, all right, I'll buy one. I'm ready. Let's go. I'll buy one right now. If I, if you were to listen to me, that's sales. That's what. That's how sales. That's how sales works. Sales works by focusing your attention on a desire. Okay, and it stirs. It stirs up desire within you. Okay, exactly. Yeah, it's and and say, see, you're not you're not well until you have it. Okay, you're not complete until you have this or that. Well, sales stirs up desire. Remember, all sales are emotional. Okay, all selling is all emotional. But the Holy Spirit's trying to sell you on your future and on the future he desires for you and you could have, but there's no guarantee you will have it. Okay? There's no guarantee. Now, obviously, he has guaranteed heaven and that's in his hands. So we do get that when we die. That's already taken care of. Praise the Lord. Okay. But what happens between now and that final graduation for you? The desires that you have you got responsibility. And one of the primary responsibilities is define the desire and then desire the desire. Okay? I was praying about leadership one day and the Lord said, son, if you will just go ahead and desire something, just desire it and then pursue it. He said, then if others desire the same thing you're pursuing, they'll follow you. And that's leadership. I thought that is pretty good. 
you know? Just desire something and pursue it. Now, leaders uh, pursue something that's invisible. And then other people just follow the leader. Okay? So the capacity is in the human person to follow something that is invisible. Okay? Say that again. The capacity is within the human person, the way God designed us, to follow something that's invisible. Okay? So, and the proof of that is, I mean, you could find your way from here to Elgin, right? You could find without a, a necessarily a roadmap. You, you know, okay, in your mind already you have a map. Well, we can't see that map, that, so therefore that map is invisible. Okay? But to you it's not. You have the capacity to see it. Okay, so we could follow you. Without a GPS, we could follow you to Elgin or whatever the academy is you've got to teach at today. And so The human capacity is what? We have, how did I say it? Uh, every, the human person has the capacity to follow Something invisible. what is invisible. Just like you could follow a map in your mind. To you, you can see it. Others can't see it, okay? So it so, feels to me like this quote goes along with what you're saying that we heard when Stephen Risa went out to Bethel for a week and came home. They said the kingdom, the, the reason the conference was called Open Heavens is because, or Open Heaven is because it is already open and the only place it doesn't exist as open is between your ears. <laughs> because we start to doubt yeah. and we let all right. the things we see with our physical eyes give us evidence uh, to the contrary and we start believing that evidence right. versus right. the truth of what's invisible. We, we for sure do not deal with the same spiritual mess that Daniel had to deal with when he had to pray for 21 days mm-hmm. uh, waiting for an angel to get to break through. Those, those powers have been dethroned. Praise the Lord. Amen. And that's a good thing. Jumping that scripture, call those things that be not as though they were. Yes. Where is that? Yeah, it's in um, Romans 4.17. Very good. Call those things, because that's something. Call those things that be not not as though they were. were. So that's like taking something. That's my verse. From the invisible. Yeah. And making it. And speaking it. So, um, So the Holy Spirit is trying to be a salesman in your life to sell you on your future. So you should go meet with the salesman. Mm-hmm. Of your future. So good. And tell cool. the false salesmen to get off your porch. <laughs> <laughs> get the get the get the um, get the vision. The other day, the last thing the Lord spoke to me, the last line in my journal, He said, "Now keep watching the movie screen to know what's coming." Wow. The way He He said, "Keep watching the movie screen." Mm-hmm. You know, basically on the inside of you, mm-hmm. your spiritual imagination. He said, keep watching the movie screen and I'll show you what's coming. You know, I thought that was a really ingenious way for him to say that. I thought that was pretty smart. Um, But just keep watching because he is trying to show you something. It says in John chapter 16 that the Holy Spirit will tell you what is yet to come. Okay. Well, how often do you have something that tells the future? Okay. Um, Now, uh, I can tell you, uh, okay, well, let's just imagine if I had, um, if I had an apple and I was eating the apple, okay? Now, obviously you don't like to eat the seeds. Most people don't like to eat the seeds. Don't eat the seeds, okay? They have cyanide in them, by the way. Don't eat the seeds. I'll tell my son. He's seventeen. Yeah. Well, you don't want to. You don't want to eat a whole cup full. That's that's enough to 
to do you in. But, but if I had an apple seed, watch this. If I have an apple seed in my hand, I can tell the future. Hmm. I can tell the future. With that seed, I can tell the future. This is going to turn into an apple tree. Hey friends, let me just interject here. If you are interested in more materials that I would have to offer, I have music, I have online classes, I have writings, I have books, and I have an online daily show on Facebook. You can learn about all of that if you just go over to josephbarlow.com. Let's get back to the message. If I have an apple seed in my hand, I can tell the future. I can tell the future. With that seed, I can tell the future. This is going to turn into an apple tree. I told the future. The plan was written. I took the plan and I implemented the plan by sticking it in the ground. Cover it over, water it a bit, make sure. And I just took care of the future. The seed has a power to change the future. The seed has the DNA written in it. And so the dreams that God wants to put in your heart are the DNA for your future. Is this making sense? Say that again. The dreams that God puts in your heart are the DNA for your future. And you must plant them. You've got to go and just spend time with the Lord and say, what do I want? So, um, I, I shared this story recently. Some of you may have not heard this, but I'm pretty sure most of you have. But I was working at Christianity Today, running the telemarketing department. And one day I was just real anxious, you know, on the inside. I just didn't know why. And so I, I was out on the floor with my telemarketers, and then I went back in my office. And it was like Jesus walked into the office and, and with me, and he, and he was like pressing me. And he wasn't, he was like totally business. He wasn't like being real flowery or kind. He was just like straight doing business. He said, what do you want? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know. Because it was bugging me. I was just anxious. He said, do you want to raise? I said, that's not going to fix this. I mean, sure, I'd love a raise. You know, that'd be awesome. But that's, that doesn't fit what I'm feeling. He said, do you want a promotion? I said, that's not it. He said, do you want a new car? I said, no, that's not it. He said, do you want a new house? I said, Lord, that is not it. And he said, well, what do you want? And he was being real firm with me. Okay, real firm with me. He said, what do you want? You know why he was being firm with me? Because he knew I needed that pressure to press down to the depths of it. And he said, well, what do you want? And I said, I said, Lord, I think all I really want is you. And when I said that, I sat back in my chair and just totally was at peace just like peace just flooded me do you know over the next year and a half he gave me every single one of those things he asked if I wanted he gave them all to me and uh, so this thing about what do you want you better find out because according to, to, 
to Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. That is where God's going to speak to you. God, if you want to hear the voice of God, you want to find out one of the best ways to hear the voice of God, what is your desire? Philippians, what, two? Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. You want to hear the voice of God? What do you desire? Because it, the Bible says he is speaking through that. He is speaking through that. You had a desire to come here this morning. Do you believe you heard the voice of God in doing so? I think you did. You know? I think you did. Because you had a desire. God was speaking through the desire. He wants to stir up our desires. Okay? I've, I've told this before, but I saw this old movie. I don't even know what the movie was, but I saw a few minutes of it anyway. And the, the, uh, on this ship, the navigator was confused. He had all his maps and his compass and everything laid out, and he's like, he's like arm, up in arms. I have no idea what's going on. The stars don't line up. This, nothing's working. We don't know why this is not. We're confused. So the captain went up on the up top, and he opened up the compass. And somebody had taken a magnet and set it right next to the compass. So that needle was just like this on the compass. So the captain just pulled the compass out, and all of a sudden, the or he, he pulled the magnet out, and all of a sudden the compass went back into true north, right? Or to north. And uh, so then all of a sudden everything made sense. Why they were so confused in the navigation. Well, the devil will do the same thing. He'll come and drop a desire, or we could call it a lust. He would drop a desire that is going to pull you off course. And you're going to pursue this thing that is not God's will for you. And so, and you know it's not God's will. And so, in a sense, you've got to take that magnet out away from your heart so that your heart can return. Because a lot of people are confused. A lot of people are really confused. And where, because my guidance system's not working and I don't know why. Well, I can tell you why. You've allowed desires to come into your heart that you know are not of God. And you've allowed your heart to desire them. And it's confusing you. You get this? Okay. So we need to then, I, here's, here's a wild thing. Uh, this friend of mine, me and Nancy and this friend of mine, back, roommate, or not a roommate, but a friend from college, we were driving down to my grandma's house down in uh, Logansport, Indiana. And as we were driving along, all of a sudden Dave, this friend of mine, he goes, he goes hold a second. He said, Lord, I purify my heart before you right now in Jesus' name. Wow, I was like, you can do that? <laughs> I said, all right. <laughs> but he said it, and it was like he was saying, basically, Lord, I'm not desiring anything but you and what you want for me. Now, so getting the heart cleaned off and getting all that gook off of there, you know, the junk, get rid of it. You're done with sin. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're done with sin. Scripture says you are dead to sin. And you should reckon yourself dead to sin. Okay? So if you're dead to sin, then you shouldn't have any magnets hanging around your heart that are pulling you off course. 
The scripture says set your affections on things above. You can set your affections. So go ahead and say, Lord, give me the hope, give me the vision, give me the dream, give me the desire so that I can set my affection on what you want me to set my affection on. Well, I'll tell you one thing for sure. I know without a doubt that it's God's will. I, I'm 100% convinced of this, that it is God's will for me, Joe Barlow, to set my affection on my wife. So I set my affection on my wife right now in Jesus' name. Amen? I, okay. So it's important for us to move in the direction God wants us to move in. Because as we move in his direction, that's where we're going to find all the things that we know in our heart are supposed to be in our life. The problem is we've wandered off and we're way over here and all the blessings we wanted were right down here and we're way over here out in the middle of a cornfield wondering, where's all the blessings, Lord? He said, come over, come here. Get re- Stop that over there. Get over here. Come back. So what if the angel is masquerading, uh, the angel boy is masquerading as God's voice in your mind, in your heart, and you're hearing something wrong and a person's following that? thinking, like you said earlier, they believe they're doing the will of God. Mm-hmm. So you just pray that uh, the deception would be lifted and that, you know, that they would know the truth and the truth would set them free. Right. So mm-hmm. it, says, it says in 2 Corinthians 4, I think it is, that Satan blinds the minds of unbelievers mm-hmm. so that they cannot see the light of the glorious gospel yeah. of Jesus are, Christ. These are Christians, I know, that are saying. Okay. So I, think this is God. <coughs> I think it's chapter 4. It's not it says Satan blinds the minds of unbelievers. Yeah. And, but we can pray. The safety yeah. and counsel. What's that? The safety and counsel. Yeah. Yeah. But, but sometimes they're not interested in counsel because they're, they know that they're right. Mm-hmm. And so you just say, okay, well, pride comes before the fall. Right. So uh, when, when you get to the point where you're not willing to listen to counsel or correction or anything like that, then it's like, okay, you're on your own. If you fall, it's up to you. Okay, now you don't have to tell them that, but in the spirit you could say, oh Lord, grant them repentance. Mm-hmm. Repentance is a change of mind. So when somebody's acting outside of God's will and they're pursuing something that is not God's will, like this one couple came up to this guy in a prayer line at church, at not our church, but someplace, for prayer and said, we want you to bless our relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, they were both married to somebody else. Oh, that we know this is God. No, 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 it's not God. No, that's of the devil. <laughs> Just drop it. Stop it. You know? And uh, so pray that God would grant them repentance. And he will. He's a good, faithful God. Some of this helped me stay on course. And God will bring me back to it often. <clears throat> is that I'll just take a three-by-five card. And I actually brought some if anyone wants any. Um, the white, the neon ones. But I can put it on here if you just want to take it. But you can put um, the scripture on that stands out. So this morning, I just had a couple minutes to just open my one-year Bible, and I went right to the New Testament for today. And it said, <clears throat> men of perverse heart, stay far from them. They have nothing to do with evil. So I put my kids in there. I'm like, I pray that my children, their spouses, my grandbabies and spouses, and then their friends, the men of perverse heart, stay far from them. They have nothing to do with evil. Psalm 101.4. So 
you know, you can get worried and to worry about your kids, but this scripture takes me back onto tra- on track. Onto faith. Onto faith. Men of perverse heart. So I can even picture that. Lord, I, I pray for my children right now that men of perverse heart stay far from them and they have nothing to do with evil. What a great vision for our kids. Lord, I pray to my kids and I, sometimes I name them. All of them. All seven of them. Sarah, Andrew, Natalie, Mark, Donna. Lord, I pray they have nothing to do with evil. What verse is that, Nancy? Psalm 101.4. That's in the NIV. I pray they have nothing to do with evil. And sometimes we have to say it over and over again to get our mind and heart really in alignment with that. Meditate on Lord, I thank you they have nothing to do with evil. There's another scripture that says they stay far from evil. Another one says the fruit of our womb is blessed. And the seed of the righteous, that's us if you're in Christ, the seed of the righteous are delivered. Our children are delivered. Um, anyway, feel free to take, take a, a card. Take a minute. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take a minute. Think about something that you are supposed to say with your mouth that you want. Okay? Think about something. Just anything. We're going to just have everybody say one thing about your future. Some hope or some dream that you are going to do this or you're going to have this or this is going to happen in my life. Okay? So, one thing. for I will tell you mine real quick. Um, Hebrews, or Romans 4.17, which I mentioned earlier. You know, calling things that be not as though they were. It also says that Abraham was called the father of many nations. So, Years ago, I was in this, uh, at, a, at a pastor's prayer meeting, and there was this woman next to me. That we were all holding hands, and we were praying for each other. The pastor said, pray for the person on your right and on your left. I was praying for the guy on my left, and there was nothing happening. Pray for the lady on my right, and all of a sudden, there was like, all this stuff happened in the spirit. I'm like, man, what's up with this woman, you know? Turns out, I found out later, this woman's actually raised the dead, you know? She was, <laughs> so it's like, she wasn't no, she wasn't a fluff, you know? She was like really <laughs> way out there. Anyway... So I was praying with this, uh, praying for her, and just so later I could just sense a lot of power. Later, as we were walking out the door, she goes, "Man," she said, "That thing coming out of you about the nations was really amazing." I said, oh, "I said, oh, well, I've I've been on a few missions trips. What do you what do you mean?" She goes, "Oh no, no," she said, "The Lord is saying He is trying to raise up a pastor over the nations, and He wants you to do that for Him." Like, go. dear God, you know, little old me, <laughs> you know, you could think that, but then you say, no, Lord, I'm going to go ahead and agree with that. You know, I'm going to go ahead and just say, I don't believe I could do that. I, I don't believe I can, but I, but God believes I can, you know, and with God's power through me, something could happen. No, no. It will Thank you, Jen. See, that's why we need you here. <laughs> Joe, you guys, one of the words over Joe's life is the father of many. So that's what that's Romans four seventeen. It's father of many. So that. So people keep coming into his life, especially lately, these young people, and I'm like, you know, Joe, God's bringing that aspect that He carries about fathering. Now, many of us have had great fathers, but many of us haven't had great fathers, and so it's like, or maybe something our father didn't have that there's Joe's yeah. carrying that. People. So I'm going to say, father of many, I'm going to agree with that over my life. And in my future, that's coming to pass. Father of many is coming to pass. So I want to ask you, 
What is supposed to come to pass in your life? Real quick before you go, or before we're done. What is supposed to happen in your life? Or, or you're supposed to... Can you say it? No. No? Not right now? No. Well, Father, I pray that Julie would, would be able to hear you and that the desires would come to the surface and that you would, God would bring you to a place where you're willing to agree with it and say it out loud. You agree with that? You're willing to be made willing, right? Awesome. Okay. Who else? Go ahead. Um, uh, Tiffany reached out to me last night by text. Awesome. To say, oh, come on back. We miss your face. Yeah, right. And I, I had been, you know, um, just busy with trying to get focused on my home. And, sure. You know, because my oldest daughter moved back in. Okay. So that kind of like stirs things up. Anyhow, um, one of the things that I felt on my way here was um, a conversation that I had with my aunt about cultivating and churning over the soil of the heart. Okay. And getting all of those impurities out. Oh, nice. Out. Yeah, right. You know, just... Yeah. Cleansing it. And so I wrote down um, some things anger, greed, selfishness, gluttony, arrogance, and just having the Father hold me to release that. And that's what I wrote down when I first got here. Amen. And then here we're speaking about desire, focus. And it's like, that's really oh, good. thank you, God. <laughs> Amen. I needed that. I that's needed right. That that's right. That's very good. Very good. And so I feel like that's... What... That's excellent. So give me one, like, for me, it's Father of Many. So give, give me one thing, like one sentence. That is good what you shared, but go ahead. For Who else? Give me one thing. Just blessing others. You know, that was one thing of desire. Amen. Just, I can see that. Yeah, just blessing others. That's an identity him, for you. But yeah. also having that platform to glorify him. Like I sit with yep. people all the time. I bring him up all the time. And like, I mean, I'll have people say to me, it's so nice to hear you say that. I talk to God. I don't go to church, but I do talk to him every day. And I said, he loves that. It's like a little prayer just talking Amen. to him like that. Amen. So, yeah, I, That's love, good. I love that I can you know, use that mm-hmm. every day, lead people to him. Awesome. A guide to others out of the wilderness. A guide to others out of the wilderness. I'll agree with that. Amen. Who else? Outdoor adventure. Outdoor adventure. That's my wife. She got me out kayaking the other day. Opening some new territories. Opening new territories. Father, we just thank you for joining. In Jesus' name, opening new territories. I don't know why it keeps on coming as boulder tape. Amen. Well, I'll just agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go for it. You got you got what it takes. Go for it. Okay. All right. Who else? My, my name means, Tiffany means manifestation of God. Boom. That's what I just. So be it. Your testimony to and I can share if you guys do this. But. Okay. Anybody else? What? One one. Is for sure. Just I'm called to be an evangelist. Evangelist. I love it. Yeah. Amen. I don't know. Okay. That's fine. Sure. Okay, good. So, so then you understand then that what I just shared mm-hmm. about finding, because you might not be sure because there could be a magnet there next mm-hmm. to your heart pulling you in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. So you just say, and sometimes fasting 
it helps you clear things out, which is really good. Because fasting gets your flesh to sit down and your spirit can stand up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So well, get those things that I'm writing down. Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. I'm so, fasting, you know, like really. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's crazy. Really? Just literally said. That's amazing. A lot of what I was writing. Well, that's it's that says, Amen. So I'm asking you, my friends, that you be joined together in perfect unity with one heart, one passion, and united in one love. So if we hey, all do that, we good. shall be no one ever. We shall be doing the same thing. <laughs> Amen. Right? Um, one other thing about that is that God is using the gift in me to stir up that gift in you because the evangelist. That it, that yeah. it just so Father, I just turn that, mm-hmm. to turn it from like the volume from like four to seven right now. And that's right. In that's Jesus' because name. It's like the flesh is so. Do you receive that? Yeah, I do. Just four to seven. Yeah. Turn it up right Until now. Until the five fold has to be yeah. put in position. So there's something with that. Yeah. There, oh, that's a good there's word. More. Say that again. The five fold minister needs to be put in position. Uh, God uses. The fivefold ministry. So I'm a, I'm in, you know, I'm a full time pastor, you know, and so, but God uses that fivefold. So there's the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, and um, God uses those to put those gifts in place. So there's coming a time if you yield to God, God will establish that, even in a, a larger way. Mm-hmm. So keep growing, keep going. And, and God will show you, but the but what I believe that what she just said is from the Lord, that God uses the the fivefold to put those things in place. So that's coming. Can I just finish that on that? So I'm sorry. Yes. Any number of us in here could be one of the fivefold ministers: prophet, pastor, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist, apostle, and apostle. And um, that could be in any of us here. And I believe that God's going to be raising us up into each one of our calls. Right. Did you have a, finish your testimony? Oh, I was just sharing like the manifestation of God. I meditate on that and I'm always just like, okay, everywhere I go. And so um, when I went and got my nails done a month ago, I went into this new place and um, this girl that was there was just very broken. She was very mean. She was kind of that she had to like do my nails like they're just you know what but I and any other person would have been like I'm never coming here again you know but I just like God just gave me his heart for her you know so anyways um I mean she was just had earbuds in she had her you know she's on her phone while you know my nails were trying to put out her so anyways you know a month later this was last week I'm like okay Lord where do you want me to go because I do I'm like wherever I'll just go wherever you know and so I, like, I really was feeling to go there again. So I'm kind of, like, driving around the neighborhood. I'm like, should I go now? Should I go later? Just, you know, okay, park or whatever. So I go in, and she's there, and she's, like, the at the hostess stand or whatever. And I'm like, hey, you know, when I get my nails done. And she's like, okay, Jackie. You know, she's, like, having, calling someone else. And I'm just like, no, I really want you to do it. And she's like, oh, I hate doing nails. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, okay, well, that's fine, you know, just loving her, even though it was like, wow. like I said, there would have been a Yelp review if it was anybody else, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, okay. And then she's like, it's fine, you know, so she takes me back, she's got her earbuds in, and I'm just like, I just, again, I just felt this heart for her. And I didn't take any, I mean, there was no offense, there was that's nothing. Awesome. 
And um, so she was had her earbuds in, and so I was just like, you know, asking her, just talking to her, trying to talk to her. And I'm like, so do you not usually do nail, you know, or what, what do you like only doing pedicures? Like I was trying to figure it out, and she's just like, I have earbuds in. Oh, and so oh, I this go, this go go she a co a owner. I know she was that great. She's like, I have earbuds in. Older. So I'm trying. Like I have a lot that I'm trying to think about. And so, wow. you know, basically, shout out to you. So it's like, oh, so I just come right back. I'm like, oh, well, if you want to talk about it, like it'll help make you, you know, release it. Like it'll make you feel better, or whatever. And all of a sudden, she just like you could tell, like the eyes that glazed over, like she was gonna cry. And you know, so I like hit something, and she's like. Well, then I would cry, you know. So she, you know, it like came up or whatever. So then I was like, okay, but I still was like, you know, okay, like how much do you push? So I'm just, I'm praying in the spirit, you know, being quiet for a while. Then like 20 minutes later, I just felt to ask her, and I was like, you know, she's just sitting there not talking at all. Um, and so then I said, what do you do for fun? You know, I'm like, what is something that you do for fun? Because you know, just thinking about how that can switch things up. And she's like, sleep. <laughs> I was like, kill yes. animals. <laughs> What'd you say? Kill animals. Yeah, right. So, anyway, um, it's not my gift. So, then I said, um, so she's, and I'm like, come on. I'm like, that's not fun, you know? So, then I was just really, like, kind of bold, but, like, in her face, and I just said, I just said, how have you been living like this? You know, just, oh my goodness. Wow. Mm-hmm. just asked her, like, and it was that way of, like, loving, but just, like, how long have you been living like this? Like, this is not okay. Like, you miserable? Yeah. 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 Right. Wow. And, um, and again, she, like, got teary-eyed, and she said six months, so at least she was responding to me. Wow. And then, um, and then she got up, we were, like, almost finished or whatever, and then she went to, like, get up, and I just said, okay. I said, if. Like, and, and I didn't know what her beliefs were, so I didn't want to, like, throw Jesus down her throat. So I was just asking the Lord, like, how do I say this? But I almost want to ask, like, if, you know, God was here or if Jesus, you know, angel came in the room, whatever. So I, I ended up just saying, like, okay, if you had one thing that you really needed and, like, an angel was here, you, had, you needed a miracle, like, what would that one thing be? And um, she started to get really emotional. She actually was getting up to leave because she couldn't even, like, handle it. But she said for, for her mom to come back. And so I don't know if she passed away. I was getting the impression of like she was abandoned, um, not that she was, but I don't. I have no idea though. And um, then I went to go pay, and like I kind of in her face was like, "Things are gonna change for you," you know, just kind of boldly said that. And she said like, "Eventually" or something like that. So at least she said that, and she was just like really trying to hold back her tears. And then I gave her like twenty dollar, you know, like twenty dollar tip. I over tipped her. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. mind of Christ, you know, what would he do, what every single thing, and so, um, but yeah, I just was just thinking about every, you know, most people, yeah. they come into that situation, and what would happen, you know, there would be, there's probably reviews, I don't know, right. um, mm-hmm. so if you want to go bless her, deal with that, her name is Anna, 
Yeah, what place? <laughs> right across this, right, uh, I think it's Symphony Hills or something, right by the LA Tan, across the street by LA Tan. Not Randall? Yeah. She's young, she's like 20, some, she's We 20. want you. Um, <laughs> no, like, well, I'm just standing in line for her. <laughs> no, but she doesn't, like, she doesn't do nails. I don't want to do any of your nails. So, I guess she's like, I think, when I asked her, she, I think she is like the hostess, so that's why she doesn't oh. like to do nails. But still, yeah. like, you, so she's not the customer owner. service, you do not do that, you know, but Anyways, it was just, it was a testimony of, you know, That's good. always saying, Sharing the love of God. God. I had That's good. Yeah. Hey, it's not about me and my, what I want. Before we go, so I just want to... Tiffany uh, sent us. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and we all give her 20 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Tip. Let me, just pr- let me just pray for you before you go, okay? So, Father God, we just thank you for today, and we thank you for the outpouring of your spirit through wisdom and guidance. Thank you, Lord, for speaking uh, this, this message today. Um, I received a lot, Lord, as you were speaking, and I, we, were, we love you, Lord. Father, I thank you for this fellowship, this, this meeting, and, Lord, we just speak your blessing on it, that the flow of what you want to do is happening here. In Jesus' name. I have one more thing I need to bring up real quick. Um, Kim Clement is the guy who, he was a prophet, and he died back in like 2005 or, 2000, or 2015 or 2016. Oh, he Trump got into office. A couple months after Trump got into office. Oh, okay, so he, he, um, he, he uh, prophesied back in 2008 that Trump would become president. Okay. He also prophesied that they would they would shout impeachment, impeach, 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 and they said, "But the spirit of the Lord says it will not happen." So I just want us to pray uh, for. I can do that. <laughs> so, Father God, in Jesus' name, we speak your blessing over our president, and that any evil plan against him will not prevail. But you, you said, you promised, Lord, that he would come into the office whispering your voice, but then you would fill him with your spirit and he would be shouting your name. So, Lord, so be it. Lord, I even ask you now to use Kanye to help him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen? Is that all right? As well as Mark Taylor, the fireman. He, he wrote a book called The Trump Prophecy. Oh, yes, I saw that. And he did a movie. So I have a movie that I watch I didn't know he did a movie. And yeah, what, what is it called? Really he was on a sick bed. The Lord gave him a vision. The day of the election, Mary um, Colbert and her husband's doctors, they're always on the Jim Baker show. So Mary Colbert meets Mark Taylor. He comes into her husband's office sick. He had a hormone imbalance, so he was he had the hormones of a 90-year-old man. He was 40. He just retired from the fire 20 years as a fireman, three generations of firemen. He, um, I've been following him since 2013 because I, I listen to True News, TRU News. I don't, listen, I don't watch any media. Yeah, what was his name again? Mark Taylor. So as I was following him, I was telling my clients that, that Trump was going to be president. And he hadn't even, he had just announced his presidency. And they're like, you're crazy. And the whole media was like, Trump will never be president. Trump. Right. So the night of the election, I had been following it for like a year. Everybody was making fun of me, telling me, my whole family, me every Christian. <laughs> I, I met him, actually. I knew from oh, yeah. hearing true yes. news that this, 
was a word from the Lord. I knew it. I knew it. I never wavered. The day, the night of the election, people were texting me. They're like, Michelle, you're, look at it. It's never going to happen. Yeah. Well, Mary Colbert was, had a prayer chain going where they were blowing the shofar, which is a trumpet, at the last trump. Oh. It was so literal. Wow. He was deliberately using this name, the time, everything. Wow. He's been raising Trump up for years. You look at the Oprah Winfrey show yeah. 30 years ago. I mean, yeah, amazing. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I knew like I knew like I knew. As I was sitting in my bed the night of the election, it's now like 1 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. I'm praying in the spirit. I did not know these trumpets were being blown, the shofar, were being blown from Jerusalem throughout all of America. And the people were praying. And I remember, like, I'm sitting here watching the TV. The whole board changed. Yeah, from, right. I was watching blue, to blue to red. Yeah, from blue to red. And, I mean, my husband was sleeping in the bed next to me, and I was like, oh, yeah. I was, like, so excited. I woke him up. I'm like, Trump. And then I remember John Podesta and say, coming out, Hillary wouldn't even come out. People were crying. She wouldn't come out. John Podesta, who now was caught in the WikiLeaks for spirit cooking, all this demonic activity, satanic. Right. satanic. Well, Mark Taylor has been prophesying. There's so much. If you go to YouTube and you just start listening to some of his shows, okay. he has got so much to say on, on the church. I can't say no to the what's going on really with the church today. And it's, it's like been a burden for me because yeah. watching this and then knowing like, God bless you. We really are, as the church Bible, hearing a lot about, you know, our own communities and our own self. And I really think that God wants us to have the broader picture of what he's doing for such a time as this. What the church is supposed to be rising up doing, and Mark Taylor has a great word for that. He's like, we are on the front lines praying warriors. Like, we really don't pray enough. We pray a little bit too much for our family and our church and our yeah. community, which is great. I'm not mm. saying throw the baby off the back, but I think it's... We need to grow in like strength. As we grow in strength, then our stuff is taken care of and we can go. Oh, God yeah. can empower us. Yeah. yeah, you have to take care of home. I know that our oxygen has first, but we're, we really have to see what God is doing. I think that's why Israel missed Jesus as Messiah, because, you know, like, they weren't listening to the prophets. And God doesn't in his three... Yeah. Why don't you send that out to us? Yeah, I will. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's so. There's just so much of it, though. Like, I'd like to see it. I, I've heard that. I've heard the interview with him with the original thing. Mark Baker, the Jim Baker show, like two, three years ago, when Mary him and Mary Colbert, then they made the movie about it. So it went to the theaters, and people. It was like a one, you know, they only get one night. Yeah. Yeah. What was the name of the movie? It's called The Trump Prophecies. Okay. The Trump Prophecies. Taylor. Yeah, and Mary Colbert. She she co-wrote the book. My girlfriend has the book, but I have the video. If anybody wants to watch the video, it's like the movie made of his life. It's not as legit as the book. I want to thank you also for your giving. Thank you. It's really important, but I really appreciate it. You know, with all the things we got going, it's just... I have a testimony when she was talking about Trump. Um, there's been many people in the church that have test, you know, had a testimony, um, and I'm one of them, that we've heard trumpets. Mm. And, 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 and Pastor, actually, in one of his sermons, he had recordings of people in other countries, and it was recorded of them hearing these trumpets, and there's been multiple people in our church that, yeah. you know, will be in our in our Sunday school class, and I heard the trumpets, or one, more, one woman heard them twice, you know, she mm. heard them two different times, and, you know, I remember hearing them, I was like, 
I was like, am I hearing what I think I'm hearing? Mm-hmm. You know, so um, just amazing. Yeah, I but, think the feast of trumpets, you know, four of the feasts have been fulfilled. The last three have not. So Jesus has fulfilled Passover, his feast of atonement, feast of unleavened bread. Um, Pentecost. Pentecost. The feast of trumpets is, I believe, the rapture. And the Bible says that the last trump, the dead in Christ shall rise. So there's so oh, much, yeah. there's so much word. God doesn't, I, I think he's so... It'll know, probably happen on the humorous. On Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> right, and we just had a Rosh Hashanah. But we've been watching, me and a group of, me and Pam and a group of us, we are constantly watching, waiting, looking for, you know, it says that he's going to come like a thief in the night to those who don't know, but not, it says, but for you, he will not come like a thief. We should know and be able to discern the times and the seasons. And I, you know, for the last couple of years, like September comes, and I'm like, is it this year? Is it this year? Is it this year, Lord? Is it this year? Like being ready, because the 10 virgins, right after Jesus gave Matthew 24, Matthew 25 is about the 10 virgins and those who had their oil lamps trimmed and those who did not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's important that we have... That has to do with the Spirit. baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, the <laughs> Holy Spirit. But it's, I think it's later, too. I think it's like the people who don't really walk in the Spirit. Because you could be baptized in the Holy Spirit, but not, I don't know. I, I, I know there's... I Praise see the a difference between people who are baptized in the Holy Spirit... And their walk and the people who are not. There better be. There's a huge difference. There better be. Yeah. Well, I speak God's blessing on you all. Thank you. Well, friends, I hope you enjoyed that message. I've been praying for you, and I'm going to keep praying for you. Because I really believe that the truths that I shared today have to get really deep in your heart. And if you need more information, or if there's any way I can help, please reach out to us at www.josephbarlow.com.